This is Plant-Based Briefing, Heavy Metal Detox Diet by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the 10-minute daily curated content plant-based podcast where I narrate a variety of articles on plant-based and vegan topics with permission. I'm a voiceover artist by trade, and you can find me at plantpoweredvo.com. I do explainer videos, corporate videos, telephone answering systems, e-learning, training, that kind of thing. And this podcast is my passion project. I love researching all of this information anyway, and being able to share it and help spread the word is so important to me. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best way is to share it with someone. Give a five-star rating or a good review so other people will find it and decide to listen as well. Today's episode is from Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. They summarize all of the latest peer-reviewed nutrition and health research with no conflicts of interest. There are no ads, no corporate sponsorships. They're just doing it to get the information out there. It's an amazing resource. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Heavy Metal Detox Diet by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org What dietary change can simultaneously help detoxify mercury, lead, and cadmium from the body? I've previously explored the issue of lead contamination in calcium supplements such as bone meal, but bone meal isn't all that can be contaminated. Substantial quantities of lead have been reported in some over-the-counter calcium supplement preparations, and testing has revealed continued public health concern over bone meal. Thankfully, bone meal isn't as popular these days, so most of us aren't likely to get exposed directly to the lead in bone meal anymore. We may, however, get exposed indirectly through the animals we eat. As I show at 31 seconds in my video, How to Lower Heavy Metals with Diet, linked here. In the United States, 5 billion pounds of meat and bone meal are produced annually as slaughterhouse byproducts. What do we do with these millions of tons every year? We feed it back to farm animals, particularly chickens. Now, most of the lead in the bone meal passes right through the animals into their waste, but we take that waste, that cow, pig, and chicken feces, and feed it right back to the animals once again. So you can see how the levels of contaminants might build up in their bodies. You may remember that I've talked before about what all this might mean for making something like chicken soup. But the original concern about these kinds of feeding practices, such as feeding cows to pigs, chickens, and even other cows, was about spreading prion diseases like mad cow. This kind of recycling not only magnifies prions, however, it also magnifies other toxic substances, including lead. So a more plant-based diet may be able to lower lead exposure, and an even more plant-based diet could theoretically lower exposure even more. What happens when you put it to the test? Should we really expect to find a benefit? Even though lead is one of the toxins found in meat, half of our dietary exposure probably comes from plant foods. In fact, dietary modeling studies in Europe suggest that vegetarians could be exposed to about the same amount of lead compared to the general population, with the exception of those who eat a lot of wild game, which can have a thousand times more lead than most other foods. A vegetarian diet may be even higher in lead. It's not what you eat, though. It's what you absorb. As I've discussed previously, researchers found that the uptake of toxic heavy metals from animal food sources into human intestinal lining cells may be higher than from vegetable sources. This is why you can have a vegetarian with some of the lowest concentrations of lead and cadmium in their blood, despite having higher concentrations in their diet. 
There seems to be a tendency towards higher fecal elimination of lead following a change to a vegetarian diet. Researchers found that nine subjects, on average, tripled their elimination of lead. Three were unaffected, and four saw their levels drop by about half. The study only lasted a few months, though, and the difference wasn't statistically significant. So, what would happen in a year? Subjects made the shift to a diet characterized by large amounts of raw vegetables, fruits, unrefined foods, and whole meal products like whole grains, and the exclusion of meat, poultry, fish, and eggs, though it did include fermented dairy like a type of soured milk. They also cut back on processed foods and junk. Researchers took clippings of their hair before and after the dietary shift and got significant reductions in heavy metals, including cutting their lead level nearly in half. Within three months of the dietary shift, the mercury, cadmium, and lead that had been oozing from their body into their hair went down and stayed down. How do we know the reduction in toxic heavy metal levels wasn't just a coincidence? A few years after the study was over, after the participants had gone back to more of their regular diet, their mercury, cadmium, and lead levels shot back up to where they were before. Researchers found the same with a different group of subjects after two years on a vegetarian diet. The drop in mercury is easy to explain, as it's presumably due to the drastic drop in fish consumption, and the drop in alcoholic beverages may have contributed to the drop in lead. There also could have been a cadmium-like effect, where the decrease in hair lead content could be due to the dietary shift that resulted in less absorption of lead into the body in the first place. I have a 16-part series on lead, starting with how the lead paint industry got away with it. The series includes videos with specific food recommendations. For example, check out Best Food for Lead Poisoning, Garlic, and Yellow Bell Peppers for Male Infertility and Lead Poisoning. Here's a summary of the key takeaways from this post. Number one, substantial quantities of lead have been found in some over-the-counter calcium supplements, and there is continued public health concerns over bone meal. Although bone meal is not as popular today, we may be getting exposed to lead indirectly through the animals we eat. Number two, millions of tons of meat and bone meal are produced each year in the United States as slaughterhouse byproducts and may be fed back to farm animals, particularly chickens. Most of the lead in the bone meal passes through them into their waste, but that cow, pig, and chicken feces may then be fed back once again to farm animals. In this way, levels of contaminants may build up in their bodies. Number three, these kinds of recycled feeding practices, such as feeding cows to pigs, chickens, and even other cows, facilitate the spread of prion diseases like mad cow, but they also magnify other toxic substances, including lead. Number four, lead is a toxin found in meat, but half of our dietary exposure likely comes from plant foods. Notably, wild game can have a thousand times more lead than most other foods. 5. It's not what we eat, though, it's what we absorb, and researchers have found that the uptake of toxic heavy metals from animal food sources into our intestinal lining cells may be higher than from vegetable sources. Explaining why vegetarians can have some of the lowest concentrations of lead and cadmium in their blood, despite having higher concentrations in their diet. And number 6. After changing to a vegetarian diet, there seems to be a tendency toward higher fecal elimination of lead. Indeed, researchers took clippings of study participants' hair before and after the dietary shift and found significant reductions in heavy metals, including cutting their lead level nearly in half and lowering the mercury and cadmium in their bodies. A few years after the study concluded and the subjects had gone back to more of their regular diet, their mercury, cadmium, and lead levels elevated back up. 
You just listened to Heavy Metal Detox Diet by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, your host. And I thought this was interesting, yet another benefit of eating a healthy plant-based diet. And Dr. Greger mentioned that the drop in mercury is easy to explain in these study participants because of the drop in fish consumption. If you're interested in more information on fish and toxins, check out episode 253 from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine called Health Concerns About Fish. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. And please share this episode with anyone who might benefit. And thanks for listening.